can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. everybody, it's Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan. Welcome back, Pool Pros. Last week, we left you on the edge of your buckets, eagerly awaiting the next installment of our epic journey into the world of commercial pool service. Well, the time has come to unravel the final chapter and today, Kelly and Dan are set to deliver the grand finale of the Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan commercial episode. In part 3, our pool pundits will delve into the advanced strategies, industry trends, and the untapped opportunities that can elevate your pool business to new heights. The secrets they're about to unveil are nothing short of a game-changer. So, buckle up, you badass pool motherfathers. The deep end is calling, and the knowledge pool is about to overflow. Without further ado, let's dive into the conclusive episode of Commercial for Cash Money, where success meets the surface and the final wave of insights is set to make a splash. Get ready for the crescendo of this incredible journey. Part 3 starts now. Join the Council for the Model Aquatic Health Code, aka CMAC. CMAC is a member-driven organization that keeps the Model Aquatic Health Code sustainable, current, and complete. Your expertise is needed. Learn more at CMAC.org. That's C-M-A-H-C.org. When it comes to the re-inspections, those could be scheduled, they could be not scheduled. It's kind of up in okay. the air, but usually, usually the 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 inspection of the year is pretty scheduled. But maybe that's them just being considerate, making sure someone's there. You know, the property I had last was an HOA, so there was no office. Yeah. Um, even after I stopped doing the property, they'd constantly call me. Oh, we need to inspect the pool. I'm like, I'm not even taking care of that property anymore. I had one property, the one I sued before I was even hired. The inspector came and they're like, Oh, who's taking care of the pool? And they put my name on the, the inspection form. And I'm like, don't do that. I think <laughs> you didn't hire me yet. I don't want to take responsibility for the crap load of, you know, stuff that you, you're being knocked down on. Like in Illinois, the CPO of, of record, their, a copy of their license has to be on display in the mechanical room. Oh. Um, so, you know, we, we have had properties try to pull fast ones, I'll say, where, where they, oh, we got to get that license on the wall. Can you email me a, a copy and, and, and I'll get that board to sign the contract and get your deposit or whatever the case is to you right away. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty resistant and, you know, you know what, as soon as we get that contract and the deposit, we will be happy to send you that certificate because we've had people abuse that and and run with it. We actually had properties in the past that would uh, falsify the document the following year, showing the, you know, they, they would literally, like, Photoshop it or whatever and change the expiration date and all this other nonsense just to try to save a buck. Um, so we're, we're a little 
little careful with that kind of stuff. You know, something that um, we we actually haven't done this in a while. I, I, I would have to think back to how long ago it's been, but we used to do energy audits for commercial pools during slow periods of the year. In August, we tend to have a little bit of a lull, and we definitely through the winter have a lull. And we would go out and do free energy audits of properties to anyone that would let us do that. And, you know, commercial pools in our market, very few of them are other than single-speed pumps. But almost, well, not almost, all of them have single-speed pumps that exceed what the pool's uh, (laughs) demand is. So, you know, you might need to move 300 gallons a minute and a seven and a half horsepower pump only moves 250. So then you got to go up to a 10 and the 10 will move 450. You, you put a, you know, throttle valve on the discharge of the pump and you, you throttle it down to get that flow rate dialed down into where you need it to be, but the pump is still consuming the energy of a 10 horsepower pump. So if you were to install a variable frequency drive uh, onto that motor, you know, if you, especially in three phase, it's, it's relatively simple to do. You can create a variable speed pump out of that single speed motor and dial it down so that they have energy savings. And you can actually do the math to show, especially on indoor pools where the payback for the installation of the VFD is, um, you know, a year maybe before that pump ends up paying for that, that electrical device to be installed on it. Uh, we, we also look at things like, um, lighting and although it's becoming a, a little less and less that conventional lighting is, is not used in everything as LED. There are still a lot of commercial pools out there that have, you know, 500 watt, 12 volt conventional light bulbs in them. And the, uh, you know, switching those over to LED, especially on indoor pool where those pool lights are on basically all day long, all year long, there is some energy savings to be had there. And if you, if you couple the pump into also looking at what their filtration is, you can sometimes get some additional work out of, Hey, you know what, let's make your pump a variable drive pump and let's switch your, your filters too. You know, let's, let's consider going to a different media, different or newer filter or whatever the case is. Um, Again, it's it's been a, a number of years since we we've done any, any of those audits, but those are types of things that we would do to try to drive business for those slow periods of the year. Go out and talk to them, give them a free energy audit. In some cases, it would be a way of introducing yourself to the commercial property too. You know, you can kind of market that. Would you be interested in having? You know, look, I'm I'm a CPO. Um, you know, maybe you have other designations too. You're a certified service technician, uh, CPO, um, 
name your your accreditation and i would love to stop by and talk to you about how you know you could plan for doing some things in the future that would save you money on your day-to-day electrical consumption and operating costs do it for free for you and uh develop a relationship with the property that gets your foot in the door and especially for you know, as, as Jordan was asking questions last week, he's starting up a service company. So um, my guess is he probably doesn't have a, a, you know, maybe he has no commercial accounts or, or only a few. It, it might be a way of getting in the door with some commercial properties to be able to introduce yourself, show that you're, you're knowledgeable and competent and, and, and also show them ways that they can save money on operating going forward. And that can turn some keys for you to get in there and make some money during that snowy, cold-ass Chicago winter or, well, or uh, also, whatever. They can also do that on residentials, if you think about it, doing an energy audit. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. even an up, just an upgrade, you know. I do, I do that. I'm at an equipment sure. pad talking to somebody about one thing. It's like, oh, well, you have a single-speed pump. I don't put this in there, you know. Right. Yeah, we, we do that all the time on on residential stuff and and today it's so commonplace that people have under most people have understandings of how that variable speed will save money so a lot of people are still putting them in and letting them run at 3450 and you know yeah i'm running it for six hours and i'm like yeah. why did you do that not not and then doing like, no we need to run this for like 12 hours oh god no we can't do it. i'm like and then i give them the whole light bulb analogy so yeah, but I commercial properties are different. That. They are. They are different. Um, but to be honest, most of them, when you explain the energy efficiency and how much they're going to save on running it, it works out. But to be honest, around here, at least where I am, they're running all the pumps at 3450 all day long. Yeah. And I'm just like... Don't we want to kind of figure the right speed? So every time I go put a pump in for commercial, they tell me 3450. And I'm like, wait, I had commercial pools where they had variable speed pumps installed. And there was a form on the door from the county saying how many gallons a minute that pump had to run mm-hmm. or how many RPMs. But then when I go to these ones now, they're just like, put it 3450. I'm like, well, you hired me to put it in. So whatever, that's that's between you and your client. I'm yeah. just here to do the work. Yeah. Not not sensible by any means. No. When, when, you know, and especially so many commercial pool properties at some point in time are strapped for cash. Yes. And, you know, if, if you can save considerable money on your electric bill with a pump that's running that that's got to run 24 seven, because that's what the health department's are requiring. Um, why, why would you not want to save that money? But to that point, those energy audits and, and such, when we did do them, it was something that we would always email the report. Uh, we, we didn't, hand information to whoever was there because you get in, if you manage to get in the building, you typically have a low level person taking you to the pool to look at the equipment, blah, blah, blah. I want that report to get into the property manager's hands. The one that's paying the bills, the one that's making the decisions, the one that um, could turn it around to 
the owner of the property or the, the whoever it is and make themselves look good. And, and we would even try to play that up a little bit. You know, you, you can present this to the owner and show them how you found that there are ways to save them money on their operating costs and make them look like the hero. Yeah. Um, who cares? doesn't matter. All you want to do is get the business. So, um, but you got to get that, that information into the hands of the people that are capable of getting those decisions made, handing it to the building engineer may or may not make that happen or, or to the, the, the counter clerk at the hotel that took you back to the pool equipment room and let you wander around there while they went back out to the counter to take care of the next guest checking in or, or whatnot, you know? Um, well, and I, and to that point when the last, like I said, the last one I had was an HOA. And when I went to go to take a look at everything, the board came with me, the entire okay. board. Okay. They had just told me it was going to be the, the president and the management person. Well, the whole board decided they wanted to come. And the reason... Hold on. Chose- were they old? No. They were like in oh. their 30s and 40s. I can't tell you how many times I've had that happen because they're all old and they have nothing else going on in their lives. Well, this was during COVID. So they had nothing oh, so, okay. else going on in their lives. There you lives. go. Right. <laughs> and they were walking their dogs and they brought their dogs with them. Mm-hmm. But you want to know what the, they told me the reason they chose me compared to the other ones, because I wasn't the cheapest. I wasn't the most expensive, but I wasn't the cheapest was as I'm going through these pools, I'm looking at everything. Like I'm opening the skimmer bas- basket, like taking the skimmer lids off. And I'm like, oh, my God, look how full this is. I'm like emptying out the baskets as I'm there. I'm t- checking the water. I'm explaining everything to them. You know, go to the equipment. I'm like, oh, you already need a filter cleaning. Uh, you know, we'll need to take care of that. Like picking out all these like detailed little details that you mm-hmm. don't necessarily think of, or at least they they didn't get any of that when the other people came out. And they said that's why they chose me is because I was picking out these little details. It wasn't necessarily me saying, oh, your pool service is a piece of crap. No, because where I emptied out your baskets, you have an oak tree hanging over. So, hey, we know what's really going on here. I was just like, oh, let's just empty this out while we're here. Yeah. And then they'd be like, well, they were just here today. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Enjoy. So, uh, yeah. But you, I guess it just, I never badmouth companies. I will ask people, oh, what was the other company? And they'll ask me why. And I'll be like, oh, I just... I like to make sure that the people I refer are doing a good job or something like that. But I'll never yeah. say, oh, the company is bad. Like if they're like, and sometimes I'll be like, I legit don't know who the hell they are. And they'll, I'll be like, oh, I'm not familiar with them. And they'll be like, oh, is that a bad thing? I'm like, no, there's just a lot of companies. And it's hard for me to know every company in the area. Okay. Yeah. And so you do that on residential, but you also do that on commercial as well. Yep. Well, and it's it's interesting on the commercial when they don't have a company. Like if you run into that where it's it's truly been just whoever at the the HOA happens to go down and do something with the pool once in a while, and and so when my you job f- with the flex pipe, they have the yeah. maintenance guys do the pool. There you go. Yeah. Uh, they said that their their spotlight doesn't work. I'm like, oh, okay. How old is it? 
six months old. I'm like, oh, well, I would contact wherever you got it to see, you know, about getting it warrantied. I bought it at HD Supply, and I'm thinking, good luck on that one. Yeah. Um, and it's an incandescent one. I still said you can't put an incandescent fixture in there anymore. And they're like, well, they, they sold it to me. And I'm just like, okay. But I'm terrified for that property because I put the Rolochem systems on. That's not an easy thing to understand at first. And I do, sure. there's a language barrier. Yeah. Um, they are very reluctant to learn how to use it because when I was there finishing the job, I was like, Hey, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. I can go over this with you. Oh, I have a work order I need to do. I'm like, yeah. okay. So I told the management lady, I'm like, you know, I am kind of concerned. Like these chem feeders are, you know, they're not like the most state of the art art, whatever that saying is, but they do take a little bit of knowledge. And I'm like, yeah. So she has yeah. me coming back closer to Christmas, like a month later to make sure everything's being done right. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so scared for you. And and the phrase is, I think, state of the Jimmy. <laughs> well, I think today was a good amount of just like kind of saying the positives and negatives of commercial. Yeah, get into it if, if you're able to. I, I think in some parts of the country, you, you need to be careful of that, that you're Make sure your licensing is correct, that you can actually do what you're hoping to do with commercial, but in the areas where it is. Um, if, if you're not doing it yet, consider bringing a few accounts in and, and see how it goes. You, you might be able to, as, as I've been saying, find ways to create other revenue streams outside of the conventional methods that may help supplement the slower times of the year for you in different ways. But do understand that commercial is a lot more attention. Just because yeah. you think, oh, it's just three residential pools. Because I'm going three times a week. There's three residential pools. Yeah. It's not. It's like right. nine residential pools minimum because of the amount yeah. of time. And so also charge accordingly. Like when I had commercial properties, they, I was getting my hourly rate because... I'm having to spend extra time making sure everything is perfect when I leave. Right. And, you know, the commercial accounts that we do have as maintenance accounts, um, we have to schedule them as as the first stop mm-hmm. for that maintenance tech every day because by, you know, usually by nine o'clock, the pool's open. And, you know, you can't be out there brushing and vacuuming and adding chemicals and all this other stuff when people are swimming. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're out there early to get them done before they're opening up. And, and you got to consider that as you're looking to take on if you're looking to get into the, the you know, routine weekly weekly or, or whatever, multiple times a week kind of maintenance on commercial pools. So you, you it's very difficult in my mind, to have a property, uh, have like a day of commercial pools. What can you do when you're there if you do that? You you can't add chemicals. You can't brush it. You can't vacuum it. What are you doing? My day of commercial pools is maybe two or three. Yeah. Now, and like you said, it's also because you have to keep in consideration when their swimmers are in there. I had had smaller properties, and so I kind of knew... No one's going in the pool at 9 a.m. So I had a window of getting it 
done between eight and 10. Sure. Now in the winter time, I would be able to go whenever because no one's swimming, but you, you do have to prioritize that, but also keep in mind, what are you going to do when they call and say there's an emergency? Right. You know, a pump is down or somebody went to the bathroom. They don't know what to do. You know, yeah. you're going to have to take that extra time. So even yes, commercials pay a lot more, but they're also expecting a lot more. Sure. So thank you for listening. Please like us, share us, download us. We don't know you listen if you don't download. Uh, and may, email questions to talkingpools at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, certainly tune in the rest of the, the week outside of Tuesdays to all the rest of the Talking Pool podcast groups. But uh, always remember that after Tuesday, the rest of the week's WTF. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. See you next time. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 